Hi, everyone. This is the Harvest Concept Podcast, where we talk about martial arts and its connection to mind, body, and spirit wellness. I'm Sarah Schweitzer. And I'm Justin Martin. Good morning. Good morning. Um, well, I, I think this is a, a important episode because this we're going to talk about anxiety, and we're going to talk about some truth from my life that uh, I feel like is important for people to hear, and uh, sort of this road that I was on with my life but also with martial arts and kind of my way out of this uh really uh not good place that I was in in my life um so I'll just kick this off uh early early uh in my 20s um I was I was really enjoying the restaurant industry um I I think that some of my teaching uh, or I know that a lot of my teaching skills started in my late teens because I was a I was a trainer for Fridays, and so I was a friend of the house trainer. I got to help open some stores, and I really just enjoyed the element of teaching people new things and helping start something up, uh, and seeing how that was all functioning and creating the culture, seeing just how the restaurants came together. And so I continued on and I was able to be a part of several different small business restaurant openings. But in that process, um, I just had a lot of life experiences for sure. Um, And to the same effect, I think that a lot of people are in this boat, but that in my 20s, I also was uh, using alcohol for fun, using alcohol for uh, different reasons to um, help myself get through situations because I was anxious about going to an event or being at an event and having to talk to people or even afterwards, like you were saying, to celebrate myself, you know, and uh, imbibing uh, to unhealthy levels for sure. Um, the So the post of that was that um, I had to find a way back out of that, um, that lifestyle, that culture, um, the, and, and get myself back onto a healthy path where I could feel balanced and like I was moving forward in life, not just going to end up as another, uh, statistic of, of alcoholism or, uh, you know, something bad happening to me. Uh, the, so I have a couple like key events that I think kind of really helped me in this process. Um, and one of those being that I was working in a, I was working in a bar and we had a, a motorcycle night, a bike night where all these motorcycles came to the bar. And it was a great night because not only was there a lot of people there, but it was a night that I got to not be inside the restaurant. I got to be outside, you know, and like doing something different. I think that change and and diversity in our lives kind of makes us happy. And so the more that we can include that stuff into our daily life, the better. So this, this moment was one of those things that really kind of got me happy. I was outside, I was hanging out with people, talking to people and someone went to knock over a motorcycle and I reached out to grab it. And when I grabbed it, I, it dislocated my shoulder. It tore my shoulder out of socket and I had to reset my shoulder back in. My arm went immediately numb and I was like, oh man, I really messed myself up. <clears throat> and so I ended up having to have surgery and recover from that surgery. I lived alone. It was a, a tough recovery because I couldn't drive 
and the had to go to physical therapy pretty often. And this was a moment where I learned that uh, physical therapists are a really good thing to have in your back pocket, like especially really good ones. Uh, and so I had this lady named Andrea that helped me through this, through the recovery, but she helped me recover from uh, the pain meds too. Um, I'm going to back myself up for a second. So the, when I started or when I had that diagnosis that I was going to have surgery, the, the prognosis at that point in time was to just give pain meds freely. Uh, so this is early 2000s. And so uh, they would give me as much pain medicine as I wanted. Uh, I was not taking it like that. And I also went from being a person that drank in the, in the bar every day to a person that was now on pain medicine every day. Uh, I did tell myself that, hey, I'm not going to drink on this because I'm supposed to be taking this medicine. This medicine is supposed to help me. And I know that if I drink on top of it, that that's going to be a bad situation for myself. And so I, I quit drinking completely, was taking pain medicine. But then my physical therapist came to me and was like, hey, look, it's time to start weaning yourself off the pain medicine, right? And so when I started weaning myself off the pain medicine and she was helping me kind of guide me through this, uh, you know, I was going back to to being completely sober again. And I was like, oh man, you know, this feels good, but I'm in the service industry. I'm in this moment with all, all these people and I haven't been drinking with them for the last six months. And so now all of a sudden I start trickling back into that road. Right. Um, but what I did know at that point in time was this was a situation that I'd overcome. And so I knew that I could do that. I could live that way. Um, but it's just like, I, I didn't want to, if that makes sense. Um, so fast forward a couple years later, uh, I was, I was back to drinking. I wasn't doing, um, great things for myself. I was training in a different style of martial art, but I wasn't, um, my life wasn't super focused at that point in time, but I was looking for, I knew I was looking for ways to kind of get out. Um, you know, I would equate this to people that are looking for ways to start working out. Right. It's like, Hmm. I think that looks like it should be good for my life. I think I want to do it, but I'm not really sure how I'm going to do it or why I'm going to do it yet. Right. <clears throat> and so I, uh, I had this moment where I was working at the bar. It was actually my dad's birthday and, um, I wasn't working. I was hanging out for his birthday. I was standing at the front of the bar and, um, this gentleman that was a good friend of mine and my dad's, he came up and was talking to me. And he was always such an interesting guy because he was an airline pilot uh, for uh, UPS, I believe. And so he was just flying these big, long haul, like over the ocean flights back and forth. And he always had good stories about being in the cities that he was flying back and forth to. And so we're talking and he's like, hey, man, I got to go to the bathroom. So he walked off. Normal, normal situation. When I was sitting at the front, all of a sudden I heard commotion towards the back. And so I went back to investigate what was going on. And my friend had had a heart attack in the bathroom and my dad was on top of him CPR. <clears throat> and so this is on his birthday. Uh, I'm standing there calling 911, like, oh man, like what's going on here? And my friend wakes up from my dad giving him CPR, looks at me and starts having the conversation we'd had like five minutes earlier and it like wrecked my mind. 
um, you know, obviously he had been having a heart attack, like when he said he needed to go to the bathroom, right? Mm -hmm. He was probably realizing like, Hey, something's not right right now. I got to go figure out what's going on with me and spaced himself out. Right. Mm -hmm. And so his brain was shutting down at that point in time. He had the heart attack. My dad revived him. He came back and jumped right back into that place where he was. And it was like, (laughs) it really, it really made me, uh, it messed me up. Um, and so, I, this is when I would equate like my first like real bouts of anxiety. Um, <clears throat> like I said, I lived alone, and so uh, there wasn't relief for me. It was just like straight scaredness. Uh, and so there were a couple times where I had actually called my parents and be like, "Hey, I got to come over to your house. Like, I don't know what's going on with me. Like, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. Like, <clears throat> that anxiety was building up so much." In- inside of me that, um, it was just getting out of control. And, uh, so then I started really looking for, Hey, this is, this is going on with me. I've got to figure out something to do. Um, I dove deeper into the martial arts that I was training in at that time, which was a form of Kali stick fighting and knife fighting, but it was really angry. It was like, uh, the Filipinos, uh, have lived a very hard life defending their islands. And they've dealt with a lot of warring occupations and they deal with a lot of like gang violence and like street fights and such. Um, So these martial arts that they train in are very violent and you're always looking for this person that's trying to get you. Right. Um, And so this mindset is just so dark and it's so angry that it didn't, it wasn't helping me. It was helping me in the sense that I knew that I could go train where I could go in my backyard and work on stuff uh, and not sit around and drink, but it wasn't helping me with my overall mindset. It was just giving me something to do, right? Um, And so uh, I ended up, that's when I was introduced to Hamudo, was in one of those classes, someone showed us some muscle technique. And I was like, whoa, what is this? You know, like, tell me more about what this is. And this guy had been, training in a taekwondo school at that point in time and they happened to have a one night a week hanmudo class and so this hanmudo class was uh maybe at its best three other people in it and generally it was one or two people in the class and the teacher became um disenchanted with it and so because it was an obscure program in the taekwondo school if no one else was showing up or just one person showed up and he didn't feel like teaching, then he would just send you to the Taekwondo class. Um, <clears throat> at first when this was happening, I didn't want to go to the Taekwondo class cause I already did the other. So I didn't have any interest in, in Taekwondo. Uh, but then eventually the class kept getting canceled and I was like, whatever, I'll just start going to the Taekwondo class. Cause I want the, I want the camaraderie. I want other people to train with. Um, and so that's where my, my path led to me being a Taekwondo instructor. But the, the part of it that sticks out to me is that in those moments, I still, I still didn't exactly know what I was looking for. But what I did like was I liked being around other people that were working hard and had a goal. And it gave me a goal. And at first when I was going, I was going just on, on these Mondays, one day a week. But then once I started going to Taekwondo and I was like, okay, let's, let's give this like an actual try and see what happens. So I started out going 
like two to three times a week. And when I, when I started going on Saturday mornings, the, the class was very similar to ours, where it's like a beginner and advanced class all together. And in general, on that floor on a Saturday morning was probably like 18 students, adult students ranging anywhere from like a third degree down to white belts. And the, those classes were hard. I remember leaving those classes and sitting outside on a bench, like trying not to puke, like going, what, in, what just happened? Like, how is this <laughs> such a hard class? And, you know, uh, but those moments were moments that I, that I helped or helped me overcome this anxiety that I was having. Um, and the reason being that, and this isn't going to work for everybody, but my, my teacher was a nurse. And in my mind, I was like, look, I'm going to go in here, and if I feel like I'm going to die today, then I'm going <laughs> to... The nurse can take care of it. The nurse can take care of it, right? And so I would work as hard as I possibly could, you know? And uh, in my mind, it's like, oh, I'm either going to be a soccer player this heart explodes like on the field, or I'm going to be okay. <laughs> and so the uh, as I grew through it, um, even testings were the same thing. Every testing that I survived, it was like, people have done this before me. I can do this and I'm getting better. And I, I, I made that healthy change in my life. Um, within about six months, I would say that I had started going every day that it was open. So every, every class, uh, I was in the adult class. Um, and, you know, that's where, that's where I really just fell in love with the hands, open hand martial arts style and sparring and just being a part of the classes at that point in time. And again, realizing that this is, a, this is a better life. This is why I'm here. You know, I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and I, I can't remember what they said to me. Uh, oh, they were talking about glasses. They said, you know, should I get contacts to come to class? And I was like, I, I mean, if that's what you want, I can't wear a contact. But like, you know, I, I wear my glasses as long as I can, and then I take them off when I need to. And you know, there's reason to get sport goggles. But I said, look, Hamudo is the reason for everything, right? Hamudo is the reason that if I don't cut my nails and I'm upset about it, that's, that's why I'm upset because I can't do jab soul techniques. Um, you know, like I can't, uh, if something's not right for me in Hamudo class, then like that upsets me that I didn't do it for myself, right? And so it's this reason for doing things. Um, and I think that just becomes a part of, overcoming these thoughts and this oppression of anxiety. Uh, this is a reason why martial arts does this for us because we commit to it. We believe in it. And this is our way out. That was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have had anxiety all, all of my life. I mean, I did not I think I came, was born with anxiety. I used to have sure. anxiety attacks when I was a child. And I used to imagine that, like, the world was a dollhouse. <laughs> God was moving us in the dollhouse. That was mm -hmm. the only idea in my mind that would kind of, like, calm me as, as a child. I mean, even in college, I remember poor guy. I was, like, on a date with a guy and had a massive panic attack right while we were just driving somewhere i mean just out of the blue i just w would mm -hmm. just get to a point where i felt so over just so overwhelmed by um uh 
all things. I, I grew up, you know, in the Catholic church, there are a lot of rules and there's mm. a lot of kind of um, holding yourself to a level of, um, you know, perfection that I definitely, I think I have that in me naturally. So being an environment that also, you know, not everybody does that, but right. I think if you have that in you, um, it just kind of um, intensifies sure. um, that kind of, uh, you know, process. And I um, definitely, um, I don't know that I used alcohol at first as a, as a, you know, like soothing mechanism, but I definitely, you know, got to a point particularly, I mean, I stopped drinking entirely when I had my children um, Mm -hmm. and stopped drinking after, you know, when Luke was born, I was 33 and I did not drink at all um, because I was home alone with him a lot. So I just did not I had this fear of, of, you know, if something happened and not sure. being able to, uh, you know, take care of him. And John was, you know, far away, like an hour away. So, um, you know, first child, definitely. <laughs> and then when I had Ava three years ago, three years afterward, uh, I was not drinking. And I can't remember when it started. It just like kind of happened, um, you know, gradually. And I've never been someone who's done any kind of, like pills or drugs or so alcohol is sort of the only, you know, sort of vice that I, you know, that I had. And I think that that was the story that I told myself was that, um, you know, I I work really hard. I had a high stress job. I got to a point where my job was so stressful. I went to go see, um, I saw a therapist and uh, was prescribed medication because of my, um, you know, inability to manage my, <laughs> my anxiety that was kind of becoming, you know, crippling. Right. Um, and I remember talking to them and they're asking me like, well, can't you just change your job? And I'm like, not really. It's not like that. <laughs> it's not that, it's not that easy. I had two kids and a husband and all these people and it's not that easy. Um, right. And I was not, I mean, I was always active, you know, I was walking and moving, but not, not in a, an intense way, and the um, the reason for doing the vo- movement was all, and we've talked about this, but it was always, um, you know, to lose weight or to maintain a certain weight, which is a stressor on you, like on you mentally in itself, right? Right, right, yeah. Like if the only reason why you're going to the gym is to is impress to other lose, people, is to impress people, other people, or fit into some sort of. Um, you know, I think that that's the other problem with me is that not problem, but I think challenge with me is that I typically don't put a lot of stock into other people. It's my own. I'm my own worst critic, if that makes sense. Like, I'm I'm constantly dragging myself. I mean, I don't need other people to bring me down. I bring my own critic with me. Like, sure. that's that person that's constantly saying to me, you know, um, you know, that I am not meeting whatever thing in my mind is that, you know, I'm supposed to, to be, whether it's like work or with the kids, you know, um, that's really, really hard. I think, especially, uh, you know, as a new parent, you know, you're constantly questioning, 
yourself and questioning all the things. Um, and it just like intensified, uh, in an, in extreme, extreme way. And, um, you know, it got to the point where I was drinking extremely heavily, you know, really just, you know, by myself, um, at home, which is very, very dangerous. And, um, you know, I, cause even when I started martial arts, when I first started, I was still drinking and I look at pictures now, I was looking at a picture, um, before martial arts. And then I was looking at a early days of martial arts is one of the testing days and we were outside right. and it was hot <laughs> and I was hung over. Mm. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and I just remember thinking, you know, this is dumb. This is really like, you want to do this, then why don't you give yourself a chance, you know, to do this and, um, to really like be as successful as you possibly can be. Um, and you can't do that if you're, you know, drinking the way that you're drinking, but you know, as an adult, I mean, it's, it's, these are the, you know, the pressures that I think all of us, you know, we, we think that like, we're not unique. Everyone has these, you know, situations and challenges and things and obstacles. Um, and what's also true is that this physical intense, um, exercise, I was just reading something the other day about like how long, like, I don't know if it's true or not, but like exercise if you like for every hour of exercise you live longer than someone like three hours longer than someone who doesn't (laughs) exercise or something like that I don't know if any of that stuff is true but I know that for me it's 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 taken you know a lot of physical exertion and a lot of physical you know pushing Mm -hmm. and paired with the mental state of doing it because I love it and finding that joy in it versus doing it because I'm trying to hit a number on a scale, you know, it's doing it because I want to make sure, you know, that I'm here for my kids. But really, if I'm really just like, I think what you need to be is flat out like selfish and say, I'm doing it for myself. I'm doing it because, you know, I feel really good when I wake up in the morning And although I may be sore from a class, I'm not in pain. If I am in pain, I know how to quickly, you know, stretch or move so that I'm, you know, uh, don't feel that way. And my anxiety, like, I don't have it. Like, I I don't have that constant narrative in my brain around fear of all the things that I was you know, afraid of. It's like, it just, it's quieted down. It's quieted down because I have filled my head with all the things that we do, um, in Hamudo. I mean, I need that. I need that cerebral constant brain activity. And this is the only thing that like keeps me busy mentally, keeps me busy, pushes me physically, provides me the community of other people, who are also just trying really hard to like do the best they can with the time that they have on this planet. Um, and else in like, in, in like spiritually, you know, to be able to be with myself and accept myself and be quiet and thoughtful and kind um, to myself, you know, to first and foremost. And it's just, 
it's just changed. Um, it's just changed my life. I mean, I have been doing this now sober, I guess a little over two years now it's been for me. Um, it was like May, um, before I st- went, um, and I don't think about it anymore. It's not something that I even, I mean, I used to reach for it all the time. It was constant, constant that I needed something to make myself, you know, feel better. And I would say to myself, you know, like you deserve this, you work really hard. I mean, you know, you tell yourself these things and on the face of it, um, everyone around you is agreeing with you. <laughs> there wasn't anyone, <laughs> more people don't agree with me about the drinking, about not drinking than they did about my intensive drinking. <laughs> they were all, right. Everyone was for it. Um, it was much more, you know, whatever, um, you know, even though I was like having to drink in order to, you know, just go to hang out with those people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I had to I had to be right and I was you know drinking before I got there and drinking while I was there and absolutely it's 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 really it's it's terrible um but I'm so grateful um you know I am so grateful that you pushed me to you know to start this I would never have started this without you pushing me to start this and I'm also grateful to myself for giving myself, you know, a chance to do it, you know, fully to just to let myself be sober and clear headed and not feel, you know, just, you know, terrible. I mean, when I look at pictures, my face is so like, you can just see it, right. You can just see like the swelling from, you know, drinking all night. It's just, it's terrible. And now I look at myself and, Yes, there are a few more wrinkles and there's lots of more gray hair, but I'm just like so, you can just tell the difference. It's not even, it's like night and day, Um, let alone how I can physically just move in the space. I mean, that's just, it's it's night and day. And I would never have been able to do it um, without Hamudo. I don't believe that I would have got here with any other martial arts. I really require, it really requires this, comprehensive approach um that he has put together that dr kim has put together it really requires that um because it's more than the physical you know it is the the mental stimulation and the understanding that everything from breathing um you know and i had done meditative breathing and uh breath training you know all my life as a singer and it's different when you match it with something that is teaching you, you know, how to be calm, how to relax, how to reset, you know, how to reset. How many day, times a day, especially as a parent, do you need to just reset? And I know how to do it. You know, I, I can right. apologize for anything I've done that was problematic and I can reset myself and my children know how to reset. It's just such a it's just such a gift. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. The re- reset button is good. You know, <laughs> Can we just uh, reset? I can't say that all the time. Can we just reset? <laughs> yeah, <that's nice. laughs> yes. Yes, we can. <laughs> I, I was listening to you talk and I, I want to jump back to this because I didn't want to interrupt you. But the, you know, when I skipped over this after, after I had dealt 
was dealing with the anxiety, I went to a therapist also. And I think that that's an important thing to note here that, you know, again, therapy is a is a thing that some people need. And, you know, if you have had the need for that right now, you feel like you need something extra that you should look for that source. Um, but the, you know, what we're talking about is this um, martial arts ability to push you through um to the other side and be another tool. You know, a therapist is a tool that helps you to understand, you know, what's going on with your mind, why you're going to these places. Um, you know, anxiety medications too, and, and antidepressant medications, uh, they, they're a tool and they, they're very useful to some people, uh, in some crucial moments in their lives. Right. Um, we've, we've seen this, uh, major uptick in, suicide rates right and that's a that's a big it's a big deal it's a story for another time but i've had two uh suicides in my life that were like family members uh and so like that's a another part of my my puzzle that has gotten to me where i am but like understanding depression anxiety and these things that are going on again that's a that's a family thing now for me. So like a genetic, right? There's mm-hmm. people could probably tie that to me. I shouldn't say that for my insurance company. Um, <laughs> you know, but the, you know, that's something that I have to have in the back of my mind that, Hey, this is, this could be something that you deal with at some point in time. Right. Absolutely. And so the more tools that I have to support that, that aren't medication um, or just reaching for that simple solution um, or just grabbing a drink uh, to deal with the situation, the, the better, right? And so, um, and and like you said, Hamudo does give you that, and that's why I am where I am now. I feel like that was a major, a major place for myself, uh, seeing the Kims and being on this road of martial arts throughout my life. Um, I I continue to love martial arts and. I like different aspects of the martial arts. And so sometimes I think, oh, well, it'd be cool to do this over here. But <laughs> I don't really I don't really go for it because I'm not as inspired. Uh, I already feel very comfortable where I am and knowing that I have a lot left to learn where I am. And so that's where my, my mind has been. <clears throat> but it's all fun and it helps you get through things. <laughs> <laughs> I think um one I mean as far as like therapy yes and 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 in times you know as I said I was on medication um for a brief period of time but it was very I mean it was really necessary in my case um to just get myself away from from the edge and I think that that's you know we're all kind of coming in you know with different you know, experiences and baggage and, uh, but all of us have, have like, have trauma in our, in our life for a, a myriad of reasons. And, um, I, I think that, you know, I, I can't say enough about, you know, doing this, uh, for yourself and f- fighting against the, you know, fighting against the, desire to you know put yourself um to have like you need goals but you need to make sure that you're kind to yourself and you are making those goals 
based upon where you are currently, right? Like, you know, the goals that I had when I very first started were just to not look completely awkward kicking and punching in the air. Like I, that was my goal to just not look as awkward, you know, to, to pull my shoulders back in this like very small things, but you know, I have built on them and it, you know, my, my practice has, has grown, um, you know, that this, that this is okay because what's, what I'm trying to do is make myself physically stronger, mentally stronger, um, emotionally stronger. And that's what this is about. It's not about anything else. It's not about, I just keep saying this because I feel like for women, it, it really is about like maybe for men as well, it's the scale, the size pants that you're in, um, you know, getting, having to put a bathing suit on, you know, just being comfortable in your own skin, just being comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. Um, that takes, takes time, but you know, you will, you will get there and you will be stronger on the other side. If, if that is the goal, because if it's, if it's not the goal, then you're going to continue the, the, like the behaviors, you know, of like either, you know, like in my case, alcohol and, and bad food choices, um, because it's not going to be about feeling good. Like the goal is to feel good, to feel good mentally, to feel good physically and to feel good um, emotionally. Right. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's the tough things that get you through and it's tough things that change you. And so, uh, awesome. Well, a great conversation. High five. High five. Talk to you soon.